This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Triple-A-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Here's everything we know about the uh, shooter yesterday in Canada, Michael Zahaf Babo, the uh, gunman that was identified, and we lost him. Oh, no. We lost him. Oh, no. Fortunately, we lost him. Oh, no. Somebody took him down. Sergeant at Arms, is that what the guy was? Yeah. In the Royal Canadian Mounted Police? Oh, no! So, uh, so somebody, uh, somebody in the uh, Mounties shot uh, Michael, and um, he was a recent convert to Islam, according to multiple re- reports. That's a, that's a look at him right there. Kind of interesting. Uh, according to CNN sources, he was born in 82, so he was only 34 years old, had a history of drug use before his conversion. Um, kind of getting old. Just, yeah. You just realized you hear 1982 and a person's 34 years old. 32. Or 32, 32 years yeah. old. That's a. Uh, yeah. That is. It's amazing, isn't it? Shocking. When I think when I think 1982, I think that was. It's like last week, week before. Uh, to me, that I, I mean that was like. Well, I was just getting out of high school. Think about this. Think about this for a second. There are a lot of people that we work mm-hmm. with on an everyday basis. Yeah. That were born in the 90s. Born yeah. in the 90s. I don't want to hear about it. Born in the 90s. In the 90s. <laughs> you remember the 90s? Quite well. Really well. Yeah. Like, it's not that long ago. Yeah. And that just means we're old. That's just yeah. what I'm, I'm coming to. You know, you, you know what else, how else I notice I'm getting old? I'm starting to like ginger ale. I never liked ginger ale. Lately, I've just been like liking ginger ale. I've been finding myself reaching for a nice cold ginger ale. Who you does know, that? Old people do. When you start putting like, you know what? Be good with this. It's just a little scoop of ice cream. Little scoop of ice little cream. A little vanilla. vanilla ice cream with a little with, vanilla with ice cream. Ale? Yes, good. that sounds delicious. <laughs> like it a, does. Like a ginger ale float uh-huh. or something. That's yeah. nasty. I don't like that. I don't know if I've ever had a ginger ale. Yeah, like, yeah, my grandmother loved those yeah. things. <laughs> Yeah. I, I just it's it's weird and it happens a little bit quickly. This is a little a little, little bit topic. of a sidebar from the murder a little topic from uh, uh, from terrorism and murder. It does hit you that way sometimes. Uh, but uh, sources say the guy had been designated as a high risk traveler by the Canadian government. Reported his passport's been seized, but somehow he still made his way around the country huh. to kill people. I, you know, authorities wouldn't discuss any possible motives that he had. Uh, here's what the Canadian Prime Minister said. <laughs> Stephen like, Harper. Like we don't know. Yeah. Right. Here Stephen Harper kind of did, though. Stephen Harper kind of yes, did. did. Stephen Harper. For the second time this week, there has been a brutal and violent attack on our soil. Mm-hmm. Today, our thoughts and prayers are with the family and friends of Corporal Nathan Cirillo of the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders. Fellow Canadians, in the days to come, we will learn more about the terrorist and any accomplices he may have had. But this week's events are a grim reminder 
that Canada is not immune to the types of terrorist attacks we have seen elsewhere around the world. We are also reminded that attacks on our security personnel and on our institutions of governance are by their very nature attacks on our country, on our values, on our society, on us Canadians as a free and democratic people who embrace human dignity for all. But let there be no misunderstanding. We will not be intimidated. Canada will never be intimidated. May God bless them and keep our land glorious and free. All right. Uh, kind of a, uh, I mean, uh, low-key sort of yeah. delivery there. From I like Stephen Harper. He's a, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's a pretty conservative uh, prime minister of Canada. Particularly from uh, Canada, yeah. But that's a low-key uh, presentation there. Uh, he needs to he I actually I mean, take some ginseng or something. St. <laughs> John's wort. A little St. Yeah. John's wort. Yeah. Yes. Maybe some uh, green, what was it, green coffee bean extract? Something. Uh, which mm -hmm. we learned a little bit about yesterday. A little caffeine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, I very, don't very. Know. Yeah, but that's what you'd expect from Canada, right? I mean, that's, that's what you're going to get from Canada. They're going to be a little low key. They're going to be about it. Well, yes, yeah, summer mode. In all seriousness, I mean, it's somber, but, but you can still have passion, you know? You didn't have passion. George W. Bush did that well. He did, he did the terrorism stuff really well. Um, and so he Do was. Do have a megaphone? The thing is, they hate our. Uh, uh, what they don't like about us is uh, uh, freedom. That's what they don't like about us. They don't like democracy. They don't like. They don't like freedom. They don't like the fact that that we have a, a, a mosque down the street from a uh, uh, the Jews' place. <laughs> Jews, please. Yeah, no, that's, you're right. I do remember those speeches did now. That great. Remember those? I remember the Jews' place remember speech. The Jews in fact, that's what everybody called it, was the Jews' the place, Jews speech. place speech. <laughs> it was actually held at a Jews' place. People don't realize that. Uh, how about um, the Globe and Mail reporter who was right there on the scene? He's in the parliament while the shooting's going on. The footage is pretty dramatic. Watch. Yeah, I want to walk down the hallway right behind the police officers. Uh, no. Wow. 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 A lot of brave people running toward yeah. I was just the thinking gunshots. the same thing. That's amazing. They are You'd be, to be commended. That's, that's great. If I was filming this, you'd see great. the parliament getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, he's outside. He's across the street. He's at the airport. Um, and remember, They're still shooting inside. <laughs> remember what Brian Lilly uh, told us yesterday. You know, this is essentially like the Capitol building. Yeah. I mean, this is mm -hmm. essentially a bunch of gunfire going off inside the Capitol. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty amazing. Uh, and uh, again, the second attack they've had in three days from uh, Muslim extremists of some sort. Like, we don't know what the motivation is. Uh, I've got a hint for you. Uh, the guy is a Muslim extremist and uh, he's doing it for Allah in his own mind. I understand that that might not be uh, the, the thing he should be doing uh, from mm -hmm. some Muslims will tell him that, but uh, that's what he was doing. Again, we don't know that for sure, but that's what we're going to find out. Well, Stephen Harper, I hate to ruin Alban the end of the movie it. for you. Yeah, mm -hmm. Alban said it. He said this yeah. was terrorism. Yeah, and it's it's the antithesis of of the way our government operates. They're like, oh no, I'm pretty sure that this was just a guy who had a really bad day, 
Uh, we're, we're, we're just thinking that he was pissed off about his job. Uh, he didn't like the weather. He hates Mondays. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what his deal was, but it wasn't anything you know bad like terrorism. It wasn't that. The one thing I, I will say. He, he went right yeah. to terrorism. Yeah, he did go right to it. And that's nice. He didn't yeah. beat around the bush. The one thing you will say, though, that people do work in the parliament. So this was workplace violence. And right. they won't even address that. <laughs> they won't even address it. Cowardly Canadians. Unbelievable. Cowardly Canadians. At least they know, though, you know. Do they know Ottawa from Iowa? That's my question. It could be Iowa. Was the shooting in Iowa or Ottawa? Well, I don't know. Let's find out from Al Sharpton. I'm, I'm really not sure where it the was. The accused shooter was a Canadian national mm-hmm. named Michael Joseph Hall. He also goes Wait. by the name Michael Ziha Beelbaugh. Joining you from Ottawa is CBC reporter Chloe Fadeo. By phone, freelance journalist Justin Ling, who was on lockdown today in Ottawa, and Leif Alcori, a counter-terror expert uh, here with me in the studio. Thank you all for being here. Chloe, let me go to you first. What's the latest tonight in Iowa? (laughs) (laughs) And she actually called out. Chloe, let me go to you first in Iowa for an update on the corn over there. Before we get to this other story that I'm babbling about, what about the corn in Iowa? How tall is it right now? By the way, Al, what's the name of the gunman again? Can you give me that name one more time? (laughs) Michael Bilbo Beetlebob. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Um, not quite. Michael Peterbaum Bailey. <laughs> I mean... Beetlejuice Peterbaum Bailey. <laughs> I mean, look. You gotta pull Al Sharpton off the air when something like this happens. Come right? on. He's the worst. You gotta pull him off the air. If I you wouldn't have to pull him off the air when anything happens. Yes. If the sun came up that day, you have to pull him off the air. That's what they used to do. Remember that guy Mitch Album? Yeah, yeah. That was on, he, yeah. he was on MSNBC doing the yes, afternoon show back in the day. Yeah. And he was doing the afternoon show, and he, they were airing his radio show on MSNBC during the afternoon. Riveting. And it was, you know, look, mm. uh, you know, I'm sure Mitch is a good guy, but you know, it wasn't exactly the, the best programming at the time, in, in our opinion. Uh, no, the no, collective opinion of, uh, of, of the radio station at the time where we were working. And, uh, and w- so then 9-11 happened. And all of a sudden, they had an excuse to pull it off the air. Yeah, and it was gone. And because he, first of all, he's gone. And it makes a lot of sense, right? You're going to pull this guy off. You're going to do news coverage. But mm-hmm. when you're like months later and nothing is happening, and the show would just be preempted at any, like anything. Uh, someone dropped a bouncy ball in the hallway. We're going to live coverage. <laughs> anything to get out of this show. This is what they should do with Al Sharpton. Yes. Anytime uh, anything happens of consequence, you need to take him off the air. Stu, let's go to Idaho and find no, out about no. the potato crop this year no. with Michael Beetlebaum no. Beetlejuice. How the shooting was in <laughs> Ottawa. It wasn't, it's not Beetlejuice. It's, oh. He is bad. He's really, I mean, he he's bad. embarrassing. How? He's embarrassingly bad. And we don't How? have any stake in, in his performance. No. But I'm embarrassed for MSNBC. I know. It's really bad. I, I'm embarrassed for him. It's really, really awful. You almost just want to say, like, look, I understand 
that you may have put him on the air with the best intentions. Yeah, you, you might. You know, like you think, okay, well, look, the guy is an activist. He's well-known. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was great. You know, like, I, we used to praise Al Sharpton in the debates back when he ran in, what was it, is it 2004 he ran? Or does it, he didn't yeah. run in 2008. It was 2004 and 2000, maybe? Maybe. I think, I mean, well, let's say 2004. I think it was 2004. And we used to praise him as the guy who was actually the best guy in the debates because he was very entertaining. He he would he would not back off the liberal positions like John Kerry would in in, in those debates because he would try to look more mainstream. Sharpton would just blurt out the craziest crap in the world, and you're like, this is who the Democratic Party really is. It's Al Sharpton. That's who he is. And he's unashamed. Yeah, and he's unashamed, and he just goes for it, and he makes crazy claims, but he's an entertaining guy. So I can almost understand why you put him on in the first place, but you have to see what's happening here. He is terrible at this job. The poor man can't do it. He's trying really hard. He can't read the words on the screen. No. (laughs) I mean, He's try- he can't get through <laughs> the most simple task on television. How do you go? Seriously, uh, let's watch it again because it's fascinating. He goes from Ottawa. He actually gets it right once. How do you go from that then to Iowa? Uh, watch watch what, he, what he did last night. The accused shooter was a Canadian national named Michael Joseph Hall. Mm-hmm. He also goes by the name Michael Zihabiba. Iowa. Well, in Ottawa. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not in Iowa, Al. The whole story is Ottawa. Remember? How did we get now to Iowa? I, I, clear oh, look, indication. You can make you a mistake. Do like, I mean, you there can. was nothing in there that he, he... Did he pronounce one word in there correctly? Was there a word? Was, did he say I, the correctly at any point in there? <laughs> I couldn't tell. I mean, B-I-B-E-A-U. Bibo. That's how I'd probably guesstimate that. It does sound like Beetlebomb that he said Beetlebomb. Beetlebomb is about what he said. Yeah. Now, how do you get that out of that? I don't know. B-I-B-E-A-U? Yes, no idea. Because he has no idea, and he just right. threw something out there. He has no idea how to read the name, and so he just threw something out there. And that's, that's what he does. does any, I know we've talked about it before, but does anyone go to him? Al. Dude, yeah, you gotta. I mean, a producer, seriously. you know, Someone. before the show, here's the guy's name, Al. Here's how you pronounce yes. it. Yes. Here's, I mean, if if there's a name that we don't know before we go on the air, and we, we ask a producer, right. and we need to get it right, we ask a producer, how do you how do you pronounce this name? Yeah. And there's a lot of names you don't know because you've never seen them before, and people pronounce their names differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you ask. How do you pronounce this? Anybody know? Does anybody know? And, so, and then you find out. How do you pronounce the name? I mean, he, he mispronounces so many things like Jitty. How does a producer not go to him after the fourth or fifth or sixth time he said Jitty instead of Giddy and say, Al, the word is Giddy. Okay? It's a hard G sound. Giddy. I, 
And then if you have to, you put a double G or a capital yeah. G Sometimes in the prompter. I I, I've done that before. Something. Sometimes, when, you know, we don't use prompter very much uh, on this network, as you probably can tell. Um, <laughs> in a wonderful world of stew, when I write a monologue, I will mm -hmm. we'll put it in the prompter. We, don't, yeah. we almost never do it on this show or on the radio show. Um, but when I'm going through there, like, there are times that you struggle with a particular word. Um, you know, it doesn't hit you right. So you spell it phonetically yeah. in there to Something. try to, like, you know, you're, to get a yourself to ways you key your mind and to make sure you say, making Remind sure you say yourself right. yourself you want to emphasize a certain way, anything. Yeah, that, yeah, and that doesn't mean that you, you, you never make a mistake. But when you start making the same mistake on basic words that humans use to communicate with each other, you wonder what's going on. I mean, Al's not a young guy. No. You know, I but mean, something's uh, going on. Something's now. going on, and he doesn't, like, look, <clears throat> you got to say at some point, look, Al. You're an entertaining guy. You know, you're great when you're off the cuff when you're talking about Ferguson, even though obviously I think he's terrible at that. But, like, you know, they would think his opinions were good. Do that. What we're going to do is we're going to say, hey, we got the latest from Ferguson. Here's our, here's our guest. We're not going to make you pronounce your name. They're just on the screen. Bill, what do you think about what's the latest in Ferguson? And then you can just talk about how evil Republicans are. Just, do, just go for it. Let, it. let him just go. Don't make him read Babuski on the... Or, or I, Ottawa? You can't trust the guy with the word Ottawa. That's way too much for him. That's three syllables. That is unbelievable. Michael Zehoff Beetlebaugh. It's B-I-B-E-A-U. It's Bebo. Bebo. Can, can we play it one more time? One Michael Zehoff Beetlebaugh. So good. <laughs> Name Michael Zehoff Beetlebaugh. Zia Bilba. Zia Bilba. 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 It's Bilbo. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. More patents too coming up. Chloe. How are things in Boise, Idaho, and Des Moines, Desmonds, Iowa today? Oh man. You know who I like a lot? Who? Other than Al Sharpton. We go now to Iowa and Michael's a half Beetlebomb, Beetlebomb, Beetlejuice. If you say his name three times fast, he shows up in your house and eats your food. And so, uh. That's much better than the pronunciation yes. uh, Sharpton actually gave. Yes, it was actually. Mm -hmm. uh, but I like him and I like Paul Krugman. The uh, economist, I, I, he fancies himself an economist. Uh, and yesterday he spoke with the HuffPost Live about taxes. And, uh, and here's what Paul said, Paul being the genius that he is. Okay, there's actually a, a well-known result which says that you should tax the rich at whatever rate maximizes revenue. And oh. it's actually, it's, it's, it sounds strange, well but in fact, rich people... Uh, they, they're, they're at a level where, where the, the, wealth, the utility to them of an extra dollar has got to be very small. So we're not, we really shouldn't be worried about how much money they have left. Um, and what? there's no reason to believe that, that, that the extra effort that the rich make to make more money is worth anything more than the extra money they make. So what you really should want to do is what? soak the rich as much as possible. So the top tax rate should be whatever it is that 
collects the most revenue. Now the question is, how high is that? And most estimates mm. have been saying 70 to 80 percent. Oh uh, I can just imagine God. that we don't know that for sure, and it, it's possible to argue that it's 90 percent. We certainly had we had 91 percent in the 50s. The U.S. economy did pretty well back then, so I can believe it. Now, this is not going to happen, but there there is really no reason to worry at all. Any any increase in top tax rates is almost certainly a move in the right direction, starting from here. Wow, that is unbelievable. This is the, this is the when we say things like, "Well, what, wow. what they really want to do is get you to 90, 80, 90 wow. percent." I mean, this is the guy they listen to. And the and the only reason, uh, I mean, this guy will say it. Mm -hmm. Others feel it, but they won't say it. He he doesn't care, so he just comes out and says it. Why he's not a politician? It doesn't matter as much with him. But he's one of the top economic advisors to the Democrats. Yeah, he is. Yes, I mean, he is. he is the guy. He's Nothing. their guru. Uh, and you, I read um, a good portion on this after I saw this clip yesterday. Um, and he says, uh, you know, up to 85, 90 percent looks pretty good. The study he points himself to um, is this study where they, that's what they say: 85 to 90 percent is the optimum. And so, 85 to 90 percent. And, and it's interesting because they, they use these horrible examples. <laughs> you imagine? Uh, yeah. That. Here's the chart. Can we show the chart? This is where they think yeah. it should be. Gosh. Uh, 85 to 90, and where it is now. Wow. 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 Um, and so they, they're. It's something like. See the numbers in 406 thousand dollars. Is, is, is uh, approximately uh, what they were saying. It would be 90% over that. Okay, look, so, at, look at, though, where, where it went in the, um, in the 30s uh, and the 40s, and where it was, above, it was above 90%. What was happening in the 30s and 40s? Uh, let's see. The Great Depression. Mm. I, how'd that work out for us economically? Was the Great Depression a good time economically? I think it was because they're saying the it was great. What are you talking so, about? If I remember right, because it was great and God. that it was a positive. I, I, I love the comment. What you really should want to do is to soak the rich as much as possible. It's really hard to believe he said that, but he, he did. And he said you shouldn't really be, even be worried about what they have left over after you tax them like that. Yeah. yeah. So if you, if you were to hit the rich, and let's say, you know, obviously a million dollars, you're rich, right? Especially in their eyes. So you have a million dollars. They take ninety percent of it. You get to keep a hundred thousand. No, they take ninety percent over the the threshold. So you would you would have a lower rate for your first couple hundred thousand, um, and then so over, you might be able to keep two hundred thousand. Yeah, two or three hundred thousand maybe. If you're yeah, and that's just plenty. Now, Don't like, even well, worry about what you've got left. Like, and their examples were so bad. Like, would LeBron mm. James stop playing basketball because his rate was high? Wow. Well, no, he wouldn't stop playing basketball. He'd probably be playing in another country. Yeah. Uh, most likely, he would move yes. to a country that wouldn't tax him at ninety percent. Um, you know, would he? Mm. Uh, would he? Would ExxonMobil move their headquarters? Oh, absolutely. Yes. They, they probably wouldn't even service yes. this area anymore. Would Apple? Yes. Uh, would Microsoft? Microsoft? Yes. That's a co corporate tax instead of the individual. But, yeah, I mean, that would well, be the fact. With the, their CEOs certainly don't want to yeah. live here. No, they don't want to If you start taxing rich people the 80 to 90 percent, I mean, there's not going to be a team for LeBron to play on. Very true. true. And also, the other part about that is, um, you know, you have this situation where you make up these mythical people. Like, well, they, you know, they, they would, of course, keep playing because they can only play for five years. You know, they're, they're, they're you know, five to ten years. This is how in touch they were with the uh, career of LeBron James. They could only, he could only do it for five years. <laughs> no, actually, a lot longer than that. But besides that, it, it makes an even better point against you. When someone can only earn that much money for five years, right. they're supposed to have to be able to live on that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Uh, because they yeah. are um, trying, they, they have a very limited amount of time. The, the year mm. 
time frame for these things is so random when you really think about it. What is it? Okay, uh, you know, it's a calendar issue. It's it's a it's a it's an orbit issue. All right, why are you taxing because of that? If someone makes ten million dollars in a year, or a million dollars in a year, or you know, what's the four hundred thousand dollars in a year? And they get that high tax rate. Well, some people might, because of the nature of their industry, might not be able to do that the next year. So mm-hmm. the next year, they yeah, sure, they make $25,000 and they drop back down to a lower bracket. But they lost all that money. And now, after three or four years of that, when their average income is $50,000 a year, well, you know, they were taxed. They lost almost all that money at the beginning. They don't get that back. They don't get that back. Like, it's, it's like you almost should have an average tax rate of your entire life. You know what I mean? Where like, mm-hmm. you, you know, when you have a big earning year, your, your tax rate might tick up a little bit. But it should be like what your average earning is over, you know, a decade or two. You know, it, it, to, to act as if one year is the magical measure of time. Well, what if you don't earn that much next year? You've spent all this money on taxes as if you're this wealthy person that's going to last forever. And it's going to last forever. But then your job doesn't allow you to live that lifestyle forever. So you get completely screwed the next year. It's, it's really ridiculous. Uh the average, the the top marginal rate right now, is on. Um, it is uh, let's see, anything over four hundred six thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars for okay. individuals. For four fifty seven for couples. So we're, let's talk individual rate. So the top rate you start getting hit at thirty nine point five percent, which is really uh, ridiculous because it's actually more than that because then. You also get taxed another five percent through the, through Obamacare, so you get that as well. So yeah. now you're the number was forty four point eight percent, I believe. Forty four point eight percent. Checked number at the time. So you would. So if you make four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you're only taxed at that rate for the last, um, you know, forty three thousand dollars, right? Okay, or so. But if you make ten million dollars, you're taxed on that rate for the last, you know, nine 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 point six million dollars. So that hurts. And it also does not include state taxes or local taxes or sales taxes or property taxes. So you're going to wind up paying probably 50, 60 percent of your money is going to go. It's going to go to the to the government. Yeah. And, you know, look, I, that's not a more like that is just completely immoral to me. I, I, you know, I will never I'm not a guy that makes 10 million dollars a year. I may never be a guy who makes 10 million dollars a year, but I'm going to try damn hard to be that guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to say that those people are evil because I would like to be one one day. But if you're Uh, taxed at 70 percent, you're not going to try to make 10 million. No, what's what's the point? No, you just you you don't take you certainly don't take risks. Right. Like you let it. Yeah, whatever. You you, you know, you're not going to go out and start a new business. I mean, like, you know, part of I, we talked about this before. There are, part of me would like to, you know, investments are not easy, the easiest thing in the world right now. You can't just stick your money in the bank account. You're making no money off of it. I try to have a savings. I'm trying to build for a future. I'm, uh, you know, I'm 38 years old. I, you know, I have some time to work. So I'm trying to go as early as I can and put money away. And, you know, there's an idea that an investment would be cool to start another company. You could start a company. You could start a business. You know, certainly everyone has got their idea of what they'd like to do on the side. I, you know, part of that's appealing to me in some ways. But I'm honestly terrified terrified to do it because I don't understand the restrictions that the government has put on it. I don't like the way that they handle it. I don't, I don't, you know, it makes me uh, feel as if, uh, you know, that, that it's, it's more hassle than it's worth. So instead, because of the government, 
I step back by, from those things. And, you know, you, you do other things, obviously, with your money, and you do, do the best that you can. But wouldn't, wouldn't the thing, you know, if they were taxing me at instead of, you know, 40% or 35% or whatever the heck, you know, the rate is, if they were taxing me instead at 10%, I'd have a lot more money, and I'd feel a lot more, you know, I mean, you know, well, why not take a risk? I've got a little bit extra, you know, take a risk. Try to start a new business. Employ some people, mm -hmm. you know, why not? People would do that much more often. But I'm honestly terrified to put any of my money at risk because I know at any time, first of all, at any time, this thing could go away, right? You don't mm -hmm. know. I mean, I work in an industry in which my earning capacity could drop dramatically uh, right overnight. Uh, I could be at Jeffy levels. You know what I mean? I mean, not that bad, obviously. I mean, even begging for money, I'd be above that level. But you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, that could happen. So you, you, you instead, in, because they take so much of your cash, you just sit back and you say, I, I don't want to get involved. I'm not exactly sure what I should do. And it drives you crazy. It's, I mean, these are communists. Paul Krugman. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just, that's, that's communism. You oh, take yeah. that much from your people and just flat well, out what's the What's the argument against it? The extra 10%? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the argument with communism, well, they take 100%. Okay, you're taking 90. I don't really see the difference. Yeah. You're, you, okay, so you're communist, not light, but communist medium. So, big deal. And why not take 100, by the way? Yeah, why not? Why not? You might as well just take it all. Why not? Anything over whatever you, you think is, is wealth, so anything over $100,000, you take it all. Yeah, and Let's by the way, it all. listen to his response. His response is not, well, you can't take all of their money, that would be immoral. You can't take all of their money, well, they would never work. It's, you can't take all their money because it wouldn't maximize the revenue to the government. They, essentially, he's, he's expressing the Laffer curve. He's saying mm -hmm. that there is a Laffer curve, and it wants, if it gets to 99 or 100%, then everyone will shut it down and not do anything. But people won't shut it down when you're only taking 90% of their money. Right. Did you know how cool your life could be if you get up to these levels? You make $10 million in a year. You make $20 million in a year. You're shutting that thing off if they're taking 90%. You're mm -hmm. shutting your life off. You'll let some investments roll in. You'll live off of that money. You know, you'll make you know, some money here and there. You'll consult for a few weeks a year. You're not turning that into a business. You're done. I guarantee you. You're going to an island. Many, many, many Americans will leave this country at 90% tax rate. Oh, yeah. I, it will just look, flat out leave. Uh, why do we stay here? Do we stay here because it's so freaking beautiful? Do we stay here because there's a wonderful land? Do we stay here because we have some connection with the soil here? I stay here because of liberty. Yeah. That's why I'm here. If they take 90% of my money, the liberty you is dead. Much. I yeah. might as well get it in France where they only charge me 70%. Right. You know, I mean, there's, I don't, like, I, patriotism is not a b blind jingoistic thing that they portray the, the, the conservatives of having. Oh, you guys are just a bunch of flag wavers. We're flag wavers because we believe in the ideas of this country, the principles of it. When you kill all the principles, there's no reason to stay. Yeah. How do they justify that when the tax rate under the founders was zero? Zero. No income tax rate. Zero. So you've got to believe uh, that's the way they intended for it to be. You had to pass a freaking constitutional you're... amendment to get an right. income tax, okay? And, and in 1913, you had to do that. It took 130 you know, years to do that. And there's no, there are no worse people in human history, with the possible exception of the Nazis and Jeffy, than the people who allowed <laughs> the freaking income tax to be passed through a constitutional uh -huh. amendment. Uh -huh. If any, any of your relatives that were around in that era that didn't fight against that... They're pathetic, Put them in awful prison. people. Put them in prison right I now. I mean, think of how hard it is to get a constitutional amendment. You got a constitutional amendment through saying we're going to give you an income tax? 
How the hell did that happen? Pretty bad. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents still coming. So I'm just as bad as the Nazis, and I was just going to offer you a way to make some extra money tax free. You know what? I don't want to get involved in your shady business line. Shady is not one of Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome to it. Apparently, the CDC doesn't think a travel ban would be effective. I haven't heard that. Have you heard? You haven't no. heard that? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. They've only said it a couple of times. Oh, okay. Um, do we have the couple of times? I mean, just a just few a, times. Because why? I, what my big concern is why? Why mm -hmm. isn't it a good idea? Well, I know well, they, they don't think it's a good idea, but clearly, right? they huh? did. What? I explained it to other Americans. Yeah, they've right? clearly they explained mm -hmm. it here, multiple times. Here's a big list of their fancy excuses as to why the most obvious thing in the world to do should not be done. Even if we wanted to, we couldn't seal these countries off. And in mm -hmm. fact, the measures that have been taken that have made it harder to fly in and fly out mm -hmm. uh, have made it harder to get help in, oh harder gosh. to control the epidemic, and therefore, paradoxically, have increased risk to other places. Sealing them off, first off, won't work. Mm. Second off, it will backfire. This because if we can't get help in yet. there, if we can't get help in there, then <clears throat> we're not going to what? be able to stop the outbreak. In and ultimately, right. mm -hmm. we will end up at I, higher risk, not lower risk. I do believe, have to recognize, that we are all connected. And although we what? might wish we could seal ourselves off from the world, we there are Americans who have the right of return. There are many other people who have the right to enter into this country. And what? That we're not who going to be able right to get to, to enter zero this country? risk. No, no matter don't. what we do, unless oh. and until we control the outbreak in West Africa. We want to make sure we don't do anything that backfires. Because if you stop travel, if you isolate these countries, it makes it a lot harder to get help in. The disease spreads more there. It may spread to other countries in Africa. And ultimately, we may be dealing with this for years on end. But isn't the risk we have to stop it at the source here. or we won't be able to protect people? Above all, do no harm. If we do things that are going to make it harder to stop the epidemic there, it's going to spread to other parts of How Africa. How is it going to make it it's harder to make stop it, it over there? Because you can't get people in and out. You Why can't, can't get we have supplies charter flights? in and out. You know, charter flights don't do the same thing commercial airlines what do. What do you mean? They fly in, for they fly out? <laughs> that is unbelievable. He cannot find that a reason that is logical. Can't do it. Oh, that's agonizing and unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I, I, <laughs> just, none of it made sense. I mean, really, really bad. And they didn't even go to, he didn't. Uh, who was it the other day that went to? Was it one of the congressmen? Um, who said that it was going to drive people underground? Yeah, he did yeah. say that as well. He said the he same did say reason. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. drive people underground. Yeah, oh he, it wasn't exactly that way, but he said the same thing. It was, uh, you know, look, people are going to find a way to get here. Oh, and the other thing he said that's that's what drove me out of my mind. People have a right to come here. No, they don't. No. No, what do you citizens do? Well, citizens, citizens do, and then, then obviously there's this different situation there. I mean, I think if you're going to West Africa and you're coming back as a citizen, there's a quarantine period. Yes, um, but uh, there's not a ban to ban. We don't ban our citizens from returning to their country uh, in in most circumstances. Uh, here, though, when you're talking about someone from West Africa, they do not have a right to come here. 
they don't. don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. This is proof, though, that fighting Ebola is hard. Wow. wow he nailed that. Jeez, that was... He nailed proof. that. Jeffy, wow, really man. You really... Very profound. You dug Very in profound. there. Um, and uh, I think that needs to be added to the montage. Mm -hmm. Stopping Ebola is, is hard. hard. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, according to Business Insider, the second Dallas nurse uh, that contracted the disease, she's apparently now Ebola-free. So that is awesome. Officials at Emory University Hospital and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention couldn't detect Ebola in Amber, Amber Vinson at all as of Tuesday night. And guess what? She's black. So apparently they didn't want her to die because uh, she's doing a heck of a lot better this and she's going to live. This is ruining, ruining it Jesse just, Jackson's career. It is ruining uh, him and Al Sharpton right now. Right now, I would think Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton would be intentionally poisoning this nurse uh, <laughs> to try to make it look uh, as bad as possible. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, and you're seeing that the CDC is now, after this disaster of them trying to explain the travel, why they can't have a travel ban. They're trying to do everything but the travel ban um, so they can say they didn't do that. Their new thing is they are now, first of all, they've, tra they've banned travel to all right. but five airports, right? Right. Um, and now they're doing heavy, heavy monitoring on anyone who goes to those airports. Um, significantly expanding the vigilance, federal health officials said Wednesday they would begin monitoring all travel, travelers, even Americans, who come into the U.S. from West Africa for 21 days. So you come in, they're not going to stop you, but they're going to make sure you check in. I heard today, the, the way I heard it described was, you are going to have to report your temperature to the, to the CDC. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I hate to be a skeptic of human behavior here, but you need to report your temperature. 98.6, click. 98.6, click. That's kind of how I feel that's going to go. Mm. I could be wrong on that, but uh, that doesn't seem like you're going to get accurate. <laughs> well, I'll just ask them. Of course, that's what happened with Duncan. They asked him, have you, have you had anybody, have you been like carrying any pregnant women back and forth from the hospital that might have Ebola? No, of course I have not. And then he and they sent him home. Yeah, they, and, let him, they let him do what he wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, according to the uh, World Health Organization, they say that the real number of cases is believed to be much higher than reported uh, by a factor of one and a half in Guinea, two in Sierra Leone, and two and a half in Liberia, while the death rate is thought to be about 70% in all cases. So they're saying that instead of being 5,000, right around 5,000, the real number is around 15,000, which is pretty bad. That seems like a factor of three to me, hmm. if, I, if my math skills are correct, but I have not studied uh, Common Core math. So <laughs> Liberia has been worst hit, 4,665 cases, 2,705 deaths, followed by Sierra Leone and then Guinea. Uh, apparently Ebola has been contained, as we mentioned, in both Nigeria and Senegal, but the disease is spreading towards Ivory Coast in La Liberia and Guinea. Now, the WHO said it's undertaking extensive investigations into why so many had caught the disease. I wonder if it's because these other countries are not doing travel bans. Hmm, I don't know, but uh, that could maybe contribute. So coming up, we will uh, share those myths that we started uh, telling you about on the radio, and uh, we'll get to the eight myths you want to hear about Ebola and whether or not they really are myths. Coming up on Pat and Stu. So, how do I make my next break? Oh, oh, now you're interested. Wow. Oh, now you're interested.
just curious. It's just point of sale. Point of sale? What is that? Point of sale. With what? I don't know. That was just the guitar. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, we have eight myths. Uh, these are compiled by BuzzFeed. They come from various sources. BuzzFeed just compiled these. Uh, but they're from sources like the AP and uh, the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine and uh, and others. But here here is myth number one. Now, these are supposedly, if it's a myth, it's not true, right? Someone could have Ebola and be contagious without knowing it. Now, we've been told that that seems to be possible. Yeah, I read a Washington Post story a headline uh, today which said uh, you, can, uh, uh, you can pass the Ebola virus before you know about it. It was like the exact opposite headline as this. Now, look, uh, you know, we don't know every, you know, maybe not in every case. Uh, you know, a lot of times you would know when you have symptoms. But, like, my point is, mm -hmm. like, there's not a point where symptoms turn on. Right? right, it's not like flipping a switch. You have a slow, gradual raise in temperature. You don't know you have that symptom until you measure your right. temperature. Yeah, your your temperature doesn't go from ninety eight point six to one hundred nine. Right, it it, it goes Just from go ninety eight ninety eight six to ninety nine five or whatever, right. and then you might notice it at a hundred point five, yeah, hundred and one, something like that. And you might think, well, I, all I have is a cold, or I have the flu, or whatever, and then you're contagious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're, you wouldn't immediately, unless you've been around Ebola victims, you wouldn't immediately jump to Ebola. Yeah, and how about this for, I don't know, we'll, we'll throw, I don't know, five grand your way. Uh, and, Jeffy, you probably would do anything for five grand, but let me, I'll, I'll offer this to the BuzzFeed writers. I don't know how much they're, they're worth. But what we'll do is we'll get, uh, we'll get Nina Fan in front of you, and we'll have her sneeze on you, and we'll pay you five grand, see how that works out <laughs> for you. You give me, you, you let me know. You let me know, because I know it's a myth here, and I would assume yeah, that you fully the, believe that it's impossible to spread. So Number two good, is you good. can catch Ebola if someone coughs or sneezes on you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to challenge you, if you believe that's a myth, to be sneezed on. Now, of course, obviously, my computer would crash right before we did this segment where all the articles were, uh, were pulled up. <laughs> but uh, as we pointed out, uh, and I pointed this out on last night's show as well, there is the guy who runs the Minnesota Institute for Infectious Disease. I can't remember the exact name of it. He said it was the number one concern he's had in all his entire public health career of 40 years. And as CNN mm. described it, some experts do believe that this can happen and it yeah. can spread that way yeah. after a virus mutates. Uh, so oh, no, 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 so no, because a virus, airborne. this virus can't mutate. Ebola hmm. could mutate and become airborne. That's another myth, Stu. That's myth number, yeah. number and that five. One, we yeah. we called out last night. Um, we, maybe we could. Well, I was going to say it might actually be worth. Uh, maybe we do it tomorrow. Playing that segment from Glenn's show last night, picking apart the Politifact thing, because it's the same thing that it absolutely can happen. It has it has gone. It has, it has absolutely happened in an airborne fashion between animals. We know that. Um, we also know that uh, people are very uh, very concerned about that. Um, as a legitimate possibility. It actually does mutate every time it gets into another body. Actually, right? more often, the one thing I, I did learn as doing research for that piece is it actually not only mutates when you pass it, but it mutates inside your body when you have it, even if mm -hmm. you don't pass it. 
so it actually mutates more often than Glenn said it mutated. That's crazy. Yeah. And they call that a myth. Yeah, now again, a lot of the mutations don't uh, lead, to, lead to something bad. Correct. But that's, not, but that's, that, that's not what he said anyway. That's not what he said what anyway. So uh, number, th number three on this list, though, we've already done number five, but number three was uh, you could catch Ebola from a pet dog. Now, we were worried about that because of the situation in Spain where they put the dog down and the other situation with Nina Pham's dog where they did not put the dog down, and we thought that to be irresponsible. Now, this is saying that it's a myth that you could get Ebola from a dog. We've heard otherwise. Yeah, there's a story. Uh, it was, I believe it was the Washington Post. Um, and uh, if you listen to, um, listen to uh, if you go to the Blaze uh, radio and listen, go to the po podcast, Dan Andrews had a podcast about this, mm -hmm. went through all the details of the reporting on this topic where it does indicate that they have absolutely no idea how long symptoms um they don't know the incubation period for dogs they don't know how long they can pass it they how long they can uh, pass but it they, for but they do know that it, it's a carrier and they do know it's a carrier because they kept testing dogs in these areas and a huge percentage of them had ebola anti the body antibodies that fight ebola in their bloodstream they know wow. that it happened they just don't know yet it's it's a it's a mm. it, the in, initial indications are uh, that it, it, it could potentially be passed, but they don't know yet. Now, look, when you're sitting in bed with Ebola, you're going to want them to take some precautions. It's interesting, isn't it, that, that if dogs get Ebola and they have the antibodies that fight it off and kill it, wouldn't you want dog blood if you get Ebola? Dog blood. Um, I think so that, that is actually an area of research. Are they really? Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't I be would injecting so. dog blood, but it's trying to isolate those. Yeah, uh, see what they have. You have to grow it on tobacco leaves uh, straight, from the, straight from the earth, though. That's thank part of the service. Thank you for that. Straight from the earth. Thank you for that, Jeff. Straight from the earth, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, myth, uh, another myth, you can catch Ebola at a cocktail party. Now, I maintain that if you go to a cocktail party, you get sneezed on by a fellow person with Ebola, you're going to get, you're, you could or, very well get it. Certainly or, if someone vomits on you. If somebody vomits on you, which can happen at a cocktail party. How Jeffy? about you hook up and you go have sex with the person who has Ebola at a cocktail yeah. party? I say you can get Ebola at a cocktail party. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It. There's no, they, so. they, it doesn't stay away from alcohol. Uh, that's not the way <laughs> no. Ebola works. Oh, that's a cocktail party. Uh, we're Ebola. We, we don't go to cocktail parties. <laughs> they're not, they're, uh, we're not, not doing prohibition. That. No. <laughs>
the the the, the world in the Our way collective consciousness yeah, and even in talk radio i don't feel like it's gripped the world i it's it's just like one of those things where we know it's coming we know it's important there are a lot of important elections going on but i don't mm. think i don't know that we've been in, as engaged as probably we should have been uh in this in this election um so uh we wanted to kind of get to one of the races which is a big one uh the senate race in louisiana currently mary landrew has the seat there um she's awful yeah, that's a so, good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a summary. It's, 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 that's not our every position of hers. Now, you would look at this race, I think, and everybody. You look at any website that's predicting what's going to come out. You'll see Mary Landrew versus Cassidy. Landrew versus Cassidy. Landrew versus Cassidy. It's not really true in Louisiana. And Louisiana has this uh, sort of crazy system, um, and actually, I kind of like it in, in a lot of ways, um, where they just take the top two people, and then there's a runoff, unless someone gets over fifty percent. Currently, there is a third person in this race. Uh, he is uh, he is a uh, Air Force Colonel. Rob Manis is his name. Uh, he is uh, from Louisiana, and he joins us now. Rob, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing well. Uh, Rob, the, you are sort of uh, the third guy in this race, but uh, Louisiana has an interesting situation because you don't just win this outright. Is that correct? It's, it, unless somebody gets over 50 percent then it would be over but if they're under 50 percent it's sort of like a primary isn't it oh it is a primary and it's the last primary of the cycle and uh, i'm the last conservative standing uh, when mark levin endorsed me he said i'm the conservative in the race and i'm running against two career politicians that's great one of them is uh, bill cassidy is that any relation to david cassidy <laughs> <laughs> not sure about that okay uh, but we'll have to look into that to, uh, make the connection uh, so you are you are big on free market. You don't like the federal stimulus program. You you're anti Common Core. You're pro vouchers. I mean, these are great conservative stands. How how is it that you're not like at eighty percent in Louisiana? <laughs> well, you know, uh, this race is very difficult to poll. You know, we've got a three way race right now with uh, two Republicans and uh, and one Democrat that nobody seems to like. Mm -hmm. And uh, her numbers are dropping. Uh, the establishment Republican, uh, uh, his numbers are dropping and our numbers are climbing. And uh, we're within single digits of making the runoff. And uh, we're excited about going into November 4th. Wow. I mean, I know um, this is uh, one of those things where um, I, it does feel like Landrieu is not going to win this race. So, you know, and again, any stranger things have happened. I, after, after 2012, I will not put anything past any election. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so stranger things have happened. But Landrieu, is, it's an odd choice for Louisiana in the first place, and it's nice mm -hmm. to see Louisiana coming to their senses a little bit. However, when you look at, um, and that's kind of how I think Louisiana should look at this race, there's no reason to vote for uh, the lesser of two evils. Here's a Republican guy. Yeah, he's an establishment guy. Why mm -hmm. bother doing that when you can vote for uh, a guy like Rob Manis? And, it, you know, if he wins, uh, if he can come in second place, he's going to be the candidate. You're going to get a real conservative in the Senate. Why not go for that? Uh, it seems like that's kind of why I like the system, because it gives you that opportunity where it's, you know, a lot of people will think, well, there's a third party and I don't want to waste my vote. You don't waste your vote here because there's the runoff situation. That's right. There there is no split the vote or waste your vote or what some people refer to as a Perot effect because it's the best system where the voters who actually vote for a candidate in the majority get to put that candidate in the seat. And yeah. if they come out uh, between now and November 4th and early voting and on November 4th uh, in the numbers that we think they're going to come out uh, from our percentage perspectives, uh, we could win it outright if everybody would just say, 
let's vote for the real conservative in the race. Now, tell me a little bit about Cassidy, if people don't know uh, him. I know, is it true that he actually at one point donated to Landrieu's campaign? Uh, that is true. Uh, you know, the best wow. uh, contrast that I can paint between uh, the two politicians that I'm running against and me, who has never run for office before, but did serve 32 and a half years in the Air Force, uh, is that uh, they both agree that uh, health care is a fundamental right. Uh, and this conservative uh, has read the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, understands the uh, creator's law and natural law and uh, doesn't believe that. Uh, it's, a, it's a service and a product. Uh, that should be affordable, yes, but not a fundamental right. They both agree uh, that, that uh, they should pass uh, laws to raise the debt limit whenever we need to so we can continue to go more than the $17.5 trillion in debt that we are now. And they both agreed to give this president a blank check to go into an offensive, undeclared war in Syria and Iraq uh, in a piecemeal fashion that's only going to end up uh, getting Americans killed and wounded and maimed uh, uh, in much larger numbers than would be necessary if we did it the right way. Well, it's a guy that John Cam John McCain just campaigned for just last week, right? So you know he's a progressive <laughs> Republican. You know that's somebody you want to run from. Plus, I got to tell you, the whole Cassidy family, from Jack Cassidy to David Cassidy, probably Bill, they're all partiers. You can't count on him in office. <laughs> These guys, they're bad news. They're bad news. You don't want none of that. Uh, Rob Ennis has uh, some great support here from uh, Tea Party Express and a conservative fund, Mad uh, Madison Project, Sarah Palin as well. Uh, Mary Madeline said some great things about you as well. Um, this is it's, it's an interesting thing because, um, you know, when you talk about a, a race that's going on now where even the Democratic candidates will not say that they like the Democratic president. You have Democrats all over America running from uh, this president and, and they won't even acknowledge that they voted for him. Have we heard mm -hmm. from Mary Landrieu? Did she, did she actually vote for Obama? Will she admit that? Uh, we haven't heard from her, but I know that the congressman, who's a Republican now, uh, was asked if he voted for President uh, Clinton when uh, when he was a Democrat, and he refused to answer that question too, from what I saw uh, <laughs> of the Senate Conservatives Fund last week. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> it's, right. uh, you know, if you vote for him, you vote for him. I voted for Mitt Romney, and yeah, uh, it, it went against my my uh, conservative values that I'm running on a little bit. Uh, but he was a Republican nominee, and uh, mm -hmm. I thought that was the right thing to do. Yeah, it really is odd. You know, I, and I always plea, I make the same plea to, to you know, because, like, look, Bill Cassidy probably would be a, a great senator in Massachusetts. I'd probably be really thrilled to have Bill Cassidy in Massachusetts at this point. But this is freaking Louisiana. Yeah, you don't Why are we choosing between a Democrat that. and a person who donated money to that Democrat? That is not a logical choice for a state like Louisiana. It has Bobby Jindal as the governor. And we don't have to. We have a great, we have the best system in the nation for selecting that candidate the voters want to get into the seat. So we don't have to select uh, a, a, a liberal, progressive Republican candidate uh, like what the party is running. Rob, we tell can us. Select the real, no kidding conservative. Tell us, well, tell us about your conservative values. Where do you stand on the issues? Like the Second Amendment, for instance. Well, I believe the Second Amendment uh, is a God-given right, uh, and it's the insurance policy for our Constitution. And I won't support even debating further federal legislation that infringes on that constitutional right. It's not necessary. Uh, the states uh, have uh, strong enough laws. And, uh, and I'm going to fight for a reciprocity uh, bill for, between the states for concealed carry permits. I think it's ridiculous that we don't have that uh, nationally. How about education? Uh, where, where do you stand on that? 
Uh, I'm opposed to Common Core. I support the conservative reform agenda that uh, that Mike Lee and the Heritage Foundation mm -hmm. have put together, especially in uh, taking accreditation out of the federal uh, education cartel's hands and putting it back in the state so we can create and accredit more institutions so that it will cost, uh, drive costs down and increase competition, which makes more options available to the kids that are out there that need those options so they can compete in the 21st century. Obamacare, what, do, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, not just be, not just defund it and pull it and yeah. repeal it like my opponents uh, talk about or fixing it. I want to pull it out by the roots. It's a job killer in our state, guys. I've been in every parish. We have 64 of them. We put 82,000 miles on the Ford pickup. Uh, Chip Wood and I have uh, in the last 18 months. And every parish I've talked to at least two small business owners of different size businesses, and they all give me the same message. It's killing jobs. I can't create them. I can't keep full-time jobs. I've got to create uh, or make them into part-time jobs and cut those. And I can't afford to give my employees health benefits that they uh, that they deserve. And I used to be able to do that, so I'm pushing them to the exchanges in a lot of cases, and that's that's just terrible. Okay. Uh, here's one that trips up sometimes, even, even the most uh, staunch conservatives that we talk to from time to time. What about illegal immigration? Where do you stand on um, amnesty? I mean, the White House is apparently printing up nine million green cards right now for everybody they're about to uh, grant amnesty to. Um, where do you where do you stand on those kinds of things? I, I just heard about the new ID cards. It's over nine million yeah. that they're printing up. Uh, we expect that the president's going to declare uh, uh, many more illegal aliens. Uh, legal uh, once the election's over. I wish he would do it, have the guts to do it now and let the let the uh, yeah. chips fall where they may. Yeah. You know, I secure the border, secure the border, secure the border. It's a national security issue. The president and the government are responsible for protecting American citizens, and that's not just their lives, but their economy uh, and uh, their security. Uh, and then no pathway to citizenship, no amnesty. That's the difference between me and my two opponents. The Democrat uh, that I'm running against believes in amnesty, full up, uh, and the Republican I'm running against believes in a pathway to citizenship, and I, I say no to any of that. Let's get all that done, secure the border, no amnesty, no pathway to citizenship. Then let's talk after we get the border secured about re immigration reform. Rob, you're talking, uh, if you were to talk to Bill Cassidy and you, and you were to say to him, which, which I've read, that he supported something very similar and sponsored something very similar to Obamacare in Louisiana, he would, of course, deny that at this point. It's so unpopular. He would say that is not what I did at all. Can you explain the details of, of what he proposed in Louisiana and how similar it was to Obamacare? Well... I was sitting between he and Senator Landrieu in our last debate a little bit over a week ago when she attacked him for what she called Cassidy Care. Uh, and, uh, you know, the similarities are there. It's government health care. Uh, he actually ran on it. I've seen it been shown a TV ad from his, his state Senate campaign where he ran on that, uh, that mm -hmm. bill. Uh, it was never passed out of committee because it wasn't believed in. I don't believe that it had an individual mandate, but there was some talk of an employer mandate. So very similar, and uh, you know, healthcare exchanges were going to be set up and those Jeez, kind of things. It's government amazing. healthcare. Wait, wait. So uh, how how does Landrew, who voted for Obamacare, come out and attack him <laughs> for Cassidy Care? I don't know. You know, a lot of Republicans in the state, uh, the hardcore party got, folks, got mad at me because I was pointing out the bill as I was traveling around the first year I was on the campaign trail. And they got angry with me and upset with me. And I said, look, 
you know, he's going to be attacked by the Democrats for this. And sure enough, the very first debate that he, he showed up to, it was our second one between the senator and I, uh, she attacked him outright with that. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I'm running against two uh, Washington, D.C. creatures that both believe in government health care of some type. Uh, and I'm the only one that wants to pull the thing out by the roots because it's breaking our economy and it's hurting the folks that it was designed to help in the first place. Rob, if your opponent, Bill Cassidy, said to you one day, I think I love you, so what am I so afraid of? I'm afraid that I'm not sure of a love there is no cure for. What would you say back to him? You got to talk about the songs people know, man. Uh, you know, and, and go back to go. I would just say, go to your roots uh, and, and run on, run on your beliefs and your record. Don't try to be, be something you're not. Uh, I'm running on something that I—that's what I believe in and what I think I am—a person that's fighting for liberty, prosperity, and certainty in our constitution. That's why Tea Party groups like me. That's why Democrats like me. That's why you know the Lions clubs like us and average citizens in the state uh, and the party people—they don't like me in either party because they're the hyperpartisan extremists. And we normal, regular old Americans are on the Constitution, and that's in the middle. And wow, I'll tell you why solid. we like you, Rob, mm -hmm. because you can answer questions that were asked about obscure 1970s songs <laughs> from David Cassidy, not Bill Cassidy. That was, that was awesome. And that's our main, that awesome. that's the main thing we're looking for in a politician, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's where my heart is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that song. Uh, Air Force <laughs> Colonel uh, Rob Maynard is uh, running for Senate in Louisiana. Again, if you're in Louisiana, you don't have to deal with what a lot of no. other people have to deal with and just get a real conservative here. out of the two you can choose rob manis he, if he can make it into this runoff he's going to win so you might as well pick the republican that is uh the most conservative and the guy mm -hmm. who's going to hold up your values i mean you keep electing uh you know bobby jindal why not have a, a good compliment to that here with Definitely. rob manis it'd be great so rob we wish you all the best appreciate it thanks good luck well thanks fellas i appreciate it and uh what's that, take what's, care be what's careful the, with that song yeah <laughs> what's the what's, what's the website rob it's RobManus.com, R-O-B-M-A-N-E-S-S.com, and early voting's uh, going on now, Monday through oh, wow. uh, Saturday, every day, 6.30 to 8 p.m. Find your location on GoVote.com. All right. All right. Thank you. Rob Manus from Louisiana. Very cool. RobManus.com. Uh, all right. Well, I'll meet you halfway. That's better than no way. Stop. There must be some way to get it together. Uh, more patents, too. Coming up. I'm not going to sit here and listen to this. Didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. Oh, he hasn't had a bad speech like Jindal. No, that's right. Back. It's Pat and Stu. He really should be on the feed, by the way. What? He should be on the feed uh, during the program if he can. Uh, Theblaze.com slash the feed. Um, usually whenever Jeffy walks away from his computer, I, I will type something obnoxious as, as if I were him. Uh, do you have the la latest one up there? I do. What, what? I do. Still, as a matter of fact, <laughs> what does it say? Uh, talking about Rob Manus no, on his I, website, RobManus.com. Manus, com. by the way. He, at least that's how I was told it was pronounced. Uh, Manus? Manus. Manus. Uh, anyway, did you... Uh, and then there's, then there's another post that is asking me any free samples. I was wondering what they're asking me I for samples for. <laughs> oh, look, I may have posted a 
<laughs> I, I have many drugs to sell you. <laughs> you posted why. that? Why'd you post that? Why'd that you do that? Illegal. You just, <laughs> can't sell drugs on the feed. You can't sell drugs. No, I can't sell drugs on the feed. However, on the I could feed, use right. it as a tool to... <laughs> as a tool <laughs> to... to... How are you employed? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I don't understand it. All right, um, all right. So uh, the, the election is pretty close. Uh, some of the worst people um, in the world will be getting elected yet again. People like Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who has risen to the status of the Douche Hall of Fame. Uh, she uh, will, of course, be running because that's the thing. I don't like the congressman thing every two years. That feels like it's too much. They're ne they're always campaigning all the time. Yeah. You know, six years for senators. Four years I, is okay. Six years is a little long. I feel like four is the the magic number in there. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to stagger them a little bit so not every election's happening at the same time. Maybe I kind of get that, but two, every two years does seem like it's a little, a little, a little quick. Yeah. Uh, I can't. These people are constant. This is half the reason they're constantly raising money and you know, doing you know God knows what favors for these people. They're constantly in a money crunch all know. the time. If you've if you've had forty eight terms, it's only ninety six years. It's not really that That's long. True. And only so. only three quarters of the Congress has had that, <laughs> so uh, you know it's not so that big. So it's really not that bad. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you bring up Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Um, she yesterday on uh, Morning Joe. Here's what she said uh, to Joe and, and Mika. On the this is a question that a lot of people are asked. This you know, Joe Barack Obama was on the ballot in 2012 right. and in, tw in 2008. The candidates that are on the ballot right, are Democratic and Republican candidates for Congress, right, Debbie, for the U.S. Senate, my question is, and, for, though, and governors and it, it, across it's the a, country. It's a legitimate question, and there's not a wrong answer. My, and if the, no, the no, president's the, the done a great job, question. he's done a great job, Debbie, but is a, 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 if you vote for Democrats, are you voting for a continuation of Barack Obama's policies? He says, yes, you are. You Do you agree with the president? For, if you vote for Democrats, you are voting for candidates who are focused on creating jobs, getting the economy turned around, and continuing to move our, us forward, wow. creating more opportunities for people to succeed. If you vote for a Republican, you're voting for someone who has embraced a Tea Party agenda, who would double down on obstruction, and who would stop us from moving forward. All right, Congresswoman, Those, thank you so much. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, thank, thank you. you. It is so ridiculous that you have people that voted with the president 95, 96, 97, 98 percent of the time. Can't say his name. Who can't say his name. They'll say, you send me up there, I'm going to be a pain in his backside. It's a joke. It's a clown show. He's right. Even douche hall of fame. Even. Wow. And and not just Debbie in that uh, douche hall of fame either, by the way. Yeah. There's uh, several members <laughs> that were in that little segment. However, mm -hmm. it's fascinating to me that uh, even the morning cup of postum is making that I point. Know. How? I mean, these guys are in the bag for Barack Obama and the Democrats. They are in. The bag, even Mika was like, I know, it's ridiculous that they won't even say the guy's name. That's amazing. Um, Andrew, it's amazing. Can, can That's we how bad it is. For tomorrow, uh, Andrew, our producer, can you, put, can you get the clip of freaking Debbie Wasserman Schultz saying how uh, Democrats were going to run on Obamacare? Yes. This is a great yeah. illustration of it. They won't even mention the Obama part of Obamacare. Yeah. They don't even want to talk about the president himself. They won't say Obama way more or care. Right. Way more popular <laughs> than the policy. They won't even say the guy's name anymore. They won't say they even voted for him, let alone his actual policies. Right. A lot of people don't even know who the president is now. No. People true. running for office are like, who? <laughs> Barack Obama, the president of the United...
I'm sorry. I'm who? sorry. I don't know who you're well, speaking of. I've never heard of. Sounds like a guy from Kenya. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> is, are you speaking of a Kenyan right now? Right. Wow. Because <laughs> I, I, I have anything to do with Africa. They've got Ebola over there. I don't. Mm. I don't know. Um, Charlie Crist is another terrible uh, Florida politician. Um, also a Democrat now. Also a Democrat. Yeah, he was a Republican governor. Mm -hmm. Then he ran for Republican senator. Then he ran for independent senator. Now he's running for Democratic governor. Is there like a Green Party he can try next time when he loses <laughs> yes. this time? I think there is. Yeah, he probably will. Uh, if he thought he could win, he definitely would. Absolutely. Because that is all this guy cares about. He is today's living Arlen uh, Arlen Specter. Yep, he is. He is. Were you waiting for Are something? Are we supposed to? I'm a Republican Party. The Republican Party. So bad. Uh, God rest his soul. Um, so, uh, that made it all better. It did. Yes, we did make fun of him, but it made it all better because I say God, said, God rest his soul. All right, and you could say bless or your bless heart. Or bless his heart. Bless his heart. Um, he so, remind us that he was dead, too. So he, yeah, he's very dead. Very dead. We lost him. Um, so uh, Chris is running, and while he cares about his job, mm -hmm. he does not care about yours, I promise. Watch. I do say that, that raising the minimum wage to $10.10 an hour would cost 50,000 jobs in Florida. Not 500,000 is a projection, projection nationwide. 50,000 in Florida. We spoke great. with one Orlando small business owner named Joanne Mark. She tells us she's done the math and that if the minimum wage goes up to $10.10 an hour, she's going to have to lay off one of her 17 employees. Why are they blurring what is your message to that one employee who would be laid off? Why is it worth it? Well, the reason I think it's worth it is people deserve it. Uh, my wife is a small business. <laughs> they deserve the firing? And God bless her. She pays her employees at least 10 10 an hour because she knows it's the right thing to do. Not good for her. Uh, so, so what? A lot no, we're talking about people losing their job over this thing. Yeah. Well, uh, it's worth it that they lose their job because people, other people who are going to make money now deserve it. But you don't deserve a job if you lose your job because of it. That's what I'm saying right now <laughs> to you, Jay. Yeah. By the way, the overwhelming uh, amount of people who pay their people more than 10 10 an hour. Uh, there's an overwhelming percentage of them, especially people who are people running households and stuff like that, not people at the beginning of their careers. They do that automatically without your stupid law. Um, so what you're going to do is you're going to put 500,000 people out of work, and then you're going to uh, tell them they shouldn't feel bad about it because they deserve it. Uh, that's not a good policy. By the way, why were they blurring out uh, Rick Scott's face? And that was, is he in the witness protection program? <laughs> I think maybe there was a, a logo or something. Can we watch it one more time? Is that what it was, a logo? Oh, okay, so it was... Uh, Oh, so we blurred it out because it said tonight. Oh, okay. But it looks, it looks kind of funny. It's like, look, we, don't, we don't want you to know who this man is. Who is he? This man didn't know he was being filmed. This man just happened to on stage, and we don't want you to see his identity. Yeah. Rick Scott's like, I will not appear on the Blazes coverage of this. I want to be blurred out. They said I was horrible with the fans. It just came up really funny. All right. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so we have uh, Wendy Davis. Davis, uh, she has tweeted a picture of her college Republican supporters. Um, it's Has very, it's very hot. You can tell, how, you can tell they're friends. Let's oh, really? Did you see this? Let's yeah, see yeah. they're friends. They know each other. And Look at that. there's, go, Wendy. There's five. Lisa in Austin, my friends, and I just voted for a candidate who stands for all Texans. Well, not the ones who haven't been born yet. She wants to kill them, and she wants to kill them right up until. Right as they're coming out of the birth canal. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that's an issue. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the other issue is that the uh, picture originated from an account for college Republicans of Virginia. 
Did it really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's just a minor. College that's a minor detail. Republicans <laughs> for Virginia. Wendy Davis at Lisa in Austin. That picture sure looks familiar. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Great. From that's September, great. by the way. So it's not even a brand new picture. They just found an old picture of a few Republican or a few young people and just tweeted it. She sucks. Nobody will know. Um, you know what? This reminds me. Can we get the? Um, she might be the worst candidate she ever, right, ever chosen really for bad. a major state, major election. They got so excited state. about that uh, abortion thing, they, you yeah. know, and they were like, "Wow, here's someone with a national yeah. profile. She could bring in some cash, right? You know, and really, I mean, what a disaster." All she's, she's doing now really is applying bad. for a job at MSNBC. We yeah. all know that. And, I mean, she's as bad as Al Sharpton. Uh, oh, she's yeah. as bad at her job as Al Sharpton is at his job. Oh, yeah. Um, by the way, there was a woman, I can't remember what representative it was, and I saw the picture yesterday, I want to see if this is real, um, who did a pro-choice rally. And she did the pro-choice rally. You know, it's around Halloween, so she did the pro-choice rally. I don't know who scouted her, uh, her, her location, but behind her it said, like, pro-choice, pro-choice. And then there was just skeletons hanging all over the place, like <laughs> oh, Halloween nice. directions, or, or just decorations. But that's not the decoration you want for a pro-choice rally. Probably not. Um, <laughs> a bunch of skeletons. It's, uh, so maybe we can find that, too. Uh, and uh, this is uh, Corey Gardner uh, from Colorado is running an amazing race. Um, and this is one of the few times that these, you know, we've heard, oh, establishment, uh, these guys can actually win. It doesn't seem to happen that often. I, I don't know if this guy would be considered establishment or not. It seems like he, maybe he's leaning that way. But Colorado seems to like him, and he's beating the crap out of a sitting senator. Um, Mark Udall is now down by uh, three or four points in most of these polls. And I think he's led 15 of 16 polls, um, I think is the number. Wow. Uh, pretty amazing. Um, and he's leading independence by 13 points now. Uh, in Colorado. It's an important race. If, if the Republicans win Colorado, they're going to take the Senate. That's, that's what I'm saying to you right now. It's a good prediction. That has I to like do it. I mean, because uh, that's a race that they should lose, I like it. to be frank. And if they can win that, this is going to be a good year for Republicans. Jeff, it's you true. seem to be enjoying I was, just looking, I was enjoying the skeletons mm -hmm. behind. It's true. Behind Representative Ann Custer mm -hmm. in New Hampshire. The one tweet is Custer's last stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> They're talking about her staffers. Who set up, who's the advanced staffer that set up this pro-choice rally? And she's got uh, cobwebs and skeletons all behind her for Halloween. That is not a good. Oh that's not good. Not uh, a good visual. Not good optics is, is the way. Optics they would, is the optics are bad. terrible on this one. We'll show you that picture coming up. Uh, can you send that over to him, Jeffy? Triple yeah. eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Back with more in just a moment on the Patents Drew program. screen image of DWS just shattered the glass on my cell phone and broke my new blaze out. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sorry about DM that. DM and DM. Sorry, Michelle's will do apologize. that, too. We apologize. Do we have this just picture of the, uh, of the uh, abortion uh, <clears throat> lady yet? We do? Can we see this? Can we see that? <laughs> like, come on. I mean, when you're scouting a location for your boss, you got to be a little bit more careful than this. Uh, here it is. Uh, there it is. Uh, and not good. <laughs> Pro-choice, pro-choice, skeleton. That's not a good idea. Would you say? Pat? It also seems to be a well-attended event. That's a very well-attended <laughs> event. 
<laughs> it also seems to be the basement of the looks, restaurant that closed last year. That looks really bad. Yeah, it looks really bad. Uh, I just went to a, a political event. I told you guys this the other day and uh, got into some hot water with, with people. Oh, you did? For discussing. From your comments? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. You, so when nice, you talked about it there, you got in trouble for it? Oh, let's, like, let's make it worse. Right. What happened? It caused an issue. What happened? Let's make it worse. It caused an issue with some people. We can and, make this uh, worse for you, Pat. Yeah, I know you can. Oh, no. I can make it worse for myself. Believe me, I'm very capable No, we're here to of help. Doing what happened? We want to get you out of it. Uh, people are pissed. At what? You uh, told the truth. The people who organized it were not happy that I... And I didn't even talk about what city it was you in, You don't even obviously. say what, yeah, where you live. You I haven't didn't said say where I live. They didn't have to claim it. Right. You know, couldn't, could have been anywhere. Could have been anything. But uh, they were not pleased. So does one of them think they are conservative and are mad at you for pointing out that they're it not? It wasn't the candidates. It was the... Because I didn't hear from them. It was them. the event. It was, it was the event organizers who were pissed about it. And and uh, Why, that, you went to a candidate symposium, complained about the candidates, complained about the candidates, not the symposium, and that's it. And it's the but the, they're pissed. Yeah, they're pissed. Well, so, yeah, sometimes they just got to. It happens. I mean, yeah. Jim's catering what, can calm the hell down. But mm-hmm. but, uh, but we heard that there's a uh, there's a movie theater coming to our town. Well, yeah. my town. You drove you guys by there yesterday. There, but but uh, uh, this is huge for us because our town. Refuses, <laughs> refuses to have anything there with a tax base. You know, anything that might invite tax base, they don't have it. So you got to go to the surrounding cities for any kind of decent grocery store or restaurant. Or you disagree with this, Stu? But it's I absolute truth. I must be going so. to a different area of your town. I, I think so. My too. town sucks. <laughs> well, where they're putting this pet is like right behind an Albertsons and over there by the Chick Fil A, the new Chick Fil A. No, it's no, it's it's come on. You know that every, there's no Walmart in town. There's no Target in town. Until now, there's been no movie theater. Mm-hmm. You have to go to the surrounding towns. That's and true. All of them are much smaller than ours. All of them. Mm-hmm. To, to, for any kind of entertainment value. One of the towns has this beautiful, you know, outdoor shopping extravaganza that sprawls for about six miles. Mm-hmm. We've got this little thing with the with the town hall and like a, a yeah, there's not a, a shoe there. place. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, horrible. The art building or whatever. But all these candidates, to their credit, all the candidates that I I did not like because they really weren't. They all claimed to be conservatives and didn't seem to be to me. Uh, but uh, they all claimed they were bringing business into the town. So, we'll see, and and maybe this is the first step. Hmm. The new mayor I actually like of our of our town. He's now really hiring good. signs were up over by that theater yesterday when I drove by. Oh, so well, there is hope. They're looking there for app- taking hope. applications right and now. And the bigger, bigger than all of this other crap you're talking about. Blah blah blah. blah. Elections, laws, blah blah. It's an Eden movie theater. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's an great- Eden movie yeah, theater. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I love that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Anytime you get an Eden movie that. theater, you don't need anything else in your town. It's the only thing you need. Thinking, if you could eat at a movie theater, you don't you need don't, a gas station, you don't need a town hall. I'm thinking it's so close to Chick-fil-A. You go to Chick-fil-A, sneak uh-huh. in and eat Chick-fil-A at the movie theater. No, because at the Eden movie theater. But you could do that at any you, movie theater. Yes. Why would you need to do that at Eden movie because theater? Because Chick-fil-A's right. right there. still be warm. But you could Shake do that at any cold, movie theater near Chick-fil-A. And also, there, you, no, there is no Chick-fil-A. And let's be honest. What's Jeffy really going to do? Let's be, can we be honest for a second? Jeffy's going to get Chick-fil-A. He's going to eat it walking into the movie theater. Then he's going to order <laughs> inside the movie the theater. theater. That's, that's what you do. That's true. He's going to double up on his pleasure. Uh, okay. 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. Also from, uh, I guess, famous YouTube user, Vitalize TV. 
I'm, I'm not familiar. Are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. So oh, Vitalize TV, guys? but he's oh, famous. Vitalize, I've subscribed. You're, you're, Jeffy, your accounts don't, they don't typically allow the stuff you watch on YouTube, right? This is, you have to go to different varied sources for that stuff. Right. Okay. Right? So, so I thought still so. videos. This is kind of a fun <laughs> prank. Uh, watch this. It's a little, uh, little chainsaw prank from cannot describe how wow. not cool that is to do. <laughs> Holy crap. If you're just watching, if you're listening on Blaze Radio, you have to go to the Pat and Stu Twitter account. We will tweet out a That's video, a, a link to this. Holy crap. Like, th this, I'm telling you, I've said this a hundred times on the air. Somebody's going to get Somebody's going to get shot doing one of these things. I, I would absolutely shoot that guy in the head if I saw that. If I had my gun on me. The guy that just got cut in half that's crawling along. No, not that guy. <laughs> The other guy, the guy with the chainsaw, the guy with the chainsaw dragging a guy whose hat looks like he's been cut in half. Across and now the he starts I would shoot him in the head. toward you. Yeah, dead. Uh, I'd shoot him dead. There is that danger. And I not mean, what feel, if somebody's uh, a concealed weapon carrier? Yeah. You Think don't about know. how many clicks that video would get. I mean, the a only lot. place you could do this is like New York or yeah. D.C. because very few people have guns on them because it's illegal. But look at this. I mean, Which makes you think that it might not be real. God, that is unbelievable. It's a fair point, Jeffy. Maybe it's not real. This is not, I mean, you, like, this is an immensely entertaining video. Right. I mean, it's a, but it is, it is insane to do. Right. And it, I hope it is set up, but it doesn't, I mean, it looks pretty doesn't, real. Doesn't look like it. But um, it's in a big parking lot that's awful empty. The, they that did. view is, is odd because there's no camera there, and so they're obviously editing. Right. If you look at the part where they're, 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 they're close up, Right above the guy dragging him across the floor, uh, that's not actually uh, obviously a live shot because there's no camera there. So it would be interesting. I don't I don't know how they did that. They made it just a little editing trip. But um, the guy actually was uh, no, no. I'm not saying he, I'm getting it. He was born that way. I understand the person. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's no camera in the shot. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so we don't know how he got the shot. We don't know not. how he got the camera shot. Not how he how they. Oh, they didn't show his legs. I don't know how they erased his legs. No, I understand that he's, the guy doesn't have legs. I think that was pretty clear. The uh, then we have the, this one: former Republican congressional candidate and self-proclaimed uh, liberty speaker Gavin Seam. Uh, stopped a Washington State police officer last week because he was driving an unmarked vehicle. It's kind of weird, but uh, Seam explains that he has a reason for this type of activism. Let's take a look at that. This flag, this officer over, I want to make sure his unmarked car is uh, legal. Afternoon, sir. How are you? Good. Hey, the reason I stopped you today is because I saw this car was unmarked. Is this a, a registered unmarked vehicle for undercover work or? Okay, you're not allowed to have patrol cars that are that are unmarked. Are you aware of that under Washington State RCW? Mm, I'd have to look it up. But... Yeah, you really should do that. Um, so there's no mark. There's no indication on this car. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's your name? Uh, 
Canfield? Okay, Deputy Canfield, can I see some ID? Can you see some ID of yes. me? Yeah, I need to yeah. make sure that you're, no, I, you, you need to prove, you're driving an unmarked vehicle, so I need to make sure you're actually a police officer. Are you stopping people in this vehicle? Yeah, I am. Okay, it's completely in violation of Washington state law, and you are culpable in that, the way the law is written? Okay, so, so you've admitted that you are in violation of Washington state law and that you are stopping people in this vehicle. So what I'm going to encourage you to do, um, I'm not going to I'm not going to write you up today. What I am going to encourage you to do to do is take this car back. I know you're smiling, but but we the citizens do have a right to hold you guys accountable. If I'm an open violation of the law, I mean, I, I could I could call a sheriff out here and demand that you be written up for this. Follow up on it and let's just get it taken care of. It, it doesn't have to be a big deal. That's and I understand that there's certain instances, as is referenced in the law, where there is exemptions. But patrol vehicles are not included in that. So, OK. Sounds good. All right. You be safe out there, Mr. Campbell. Take care. <laughs> wow. Uh, first of all, a ballsy move. Yeah, very ballsy. Oh, uh, my I God. don't, you know, look, I, and, I, wow. and the restraint of the officer is uh, amazing. Is, again, you don't normally see officers reacting like that, which is, by the way, how they react in almost every case. Right. Uh, you know, they're. I'm not going to write you up today. That was a great From line. a private citizen. Yeah. The cop was like, I like that. Okay. Okay. I like, I like how that. he just laughed it off. <laughs> I will say, though, you know, there's a little bit of. He's kind of. He's kind of being a jerk to the cop, who obviously just getting a car assigned to him and driving it. Like, I don't think he's making this decision to break the law. He's, but he is drawing attention to an interesting issue, which is, you don't, when you're getting an unmarked car, you have no freaking idea who this person is pulling you over. I like this. This is Gavin, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Pretty funny. I I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting bit. But here's what he says. Because, uh, were you about to read this, too? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Pat, Go ahead Pat, walk us through these uh, sentences. All right. <laughs> uh, he says that police using unmarked vehicles uh, for regular patrols put citizens in, in danger because Amen. people can never be sure if they're being pulled over by actual cops. Amen. On his blog site, he wrote, if you think that's not a serious issue, try asking those who've been raped or lost loved ones because of unmarked cars. Now, you don't, if, if the car's unmarked and a guy's just driving around pretending to be a cop, they could cause real trouble. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so it is. And it, it's happened. And I understand both sides of it, but it's, it is sort of like, because you don't know. Of course, you don't know if it, just because the car is marked that it would be a police officer right. either, really. Um, I always think about that for the simple things like cabs. There was a movie with, I think De Niro was in it. it was, I feel like it was De Niro, but where he was a cab driver or he, uh, does anyone know what I'm talking about? Taxi driver or something like that? I don't think so. That mm. couldn't be it. No, but there was another movie. Um, I can't remember who was in it. And they, he was a cab driver, and he picked up a girl, you know, to drive. And then once she was in, it was a car that was rigged so they could lock it and they couldn't get out. Just Charlton drove. Heston was in that. Charlton Heston. That was a, that was a Criminal Cruise. Minds episode. That was Charlton Heston. It was Heston. Criminal Minds episode, Criminal too? Minds episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, it could happen. Gwyneth Paltrow. But I will say, I, 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 that was the, we'll, we'll title that last segment, How to Get Yourself Shot. Yeah. So oh, number one, mm-hmm. fake a chainsaw attack. Number two, go be a punk to a cop. Well, plus, yeah, I mean, most Neither of the time, being a good idea. No. The unmarked police cars. I mean, you know that they're unmarked police cars. Seriously, mm-hmm. you see, you know uh, that. Oh my gosh. You have a lot of experience with officers. Yes. You know. Okay. Okay. Not everyone has seen the inside of five thousand <laughs> police cars like you have. Not everyone. Well, five thousand is an awful big number. Triple eight seven two seven back. That's what we're saying. That's why you. Need That's to why a lot of people cut back on some of your activities. If I didn't know that law, though, I'm pulling that one out of that. Like that. But you can move to Washington, except you're not allowed to. <laughs> Thank you.
All right, we've been trying to get to this for like six weeks now. <laughs> so we're going to now. Uh, Back to the Future 2 technology that's actually here or really closely around the corner for the most part. Things like biometric thumbprint scanners. Just, we have those, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's for a long time. Yeah, that's, yeah I mean, I've got one on my phone. I mean, that's how I get it logged into my stupid phone. Yeah, without having having to push any buttons yeah. or anything. You just put your thumb there. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have one on uh, one of the uh, you know, safes that I have a safe that, that has one of those. I mean, those are, oh, yeah. pretty, those are pretty common now. Prevalent. Yeah. Um, something we don't have that's not prevalent, although Stu says he saw something like this uh, recently a hoverboard. Yeah, there there's yeah. a company that made is trying to make one for next year because this is the year Back to the Future 2 supposedly you know was created it was 2015. <laughs> so they're trying to create so, it for Mattel. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, Mattel doesn't think they're going to have it. This is just they do have a, a prototype though that can hover above a rail using the magnet technology. Oh, that's cool. cool. And by the way, they want to use that same technology to build a train from New York to Washington DC over the water. You hear about this? No. Read about this? You read about this? Or read about this yeah, in the paper? You read about they, it? They want to build, it would take an hour to get from New York to Washington on it. And it's magnet-based, so it would hover above the tracks, and it would go across the ocean. Wow. In an hour from New wow. York to Washington. I that's cool. It. it doesn't seem like the type of thing that's going to happen, but it would be really interesting if it did. Uh, number three, rejuvenation clinics. Uh, Doc Brown's visit to a rejuvenation clinic saved the film's makeup department from doing old-age makeup on uh, Christopher Lloyd because he was rejuvenated. Now, they say by 2015, <laughs> there will be some synthetic organ replacement, but it will still be in the experimental stage. But by 2030 or 2040, we'll be able to clone our organs and grow ourselves a new spleen or liver. How about Marty's <laughs> clothes? Uh, Marty's power-lazing Nike shoes and automatic adjusting jacket seemed like too good an idea to not exist. Mm -hmm. Nike has hinted at upcoming power-lazing shoes, but don't expect uh, electronically size-altering clothing to be all the rage in a year or two from now. Well, that kind of sucks. The drying thing, I think, would be big. You get, you, get, you get something wet, it just automatically dries. That would be really sweet. Uh, Holomax Theater. When Marty steps into Hill Valley's Clock Tower uh, Square... He sees a Holovax theater marquee advertising Jaws 19, directed by Max Spielberg, the oldest son of uh, Steven Spielberg. Uh, even in Hollywood's rapid sequel machine, wouldn't have been fast enough to get a 19th Jaws installment by October 2015. Uh, okay. But I guess, I mean, a Holomax, we don't, we don't have hologram theaters yet. No. But we've got theaters that are pretty cool that do 3D effects and... And uh, in some cases, 4D effects. So I guess the actual theater itself is sort of doable. Hmm. Uh, how about the, uh, let's go to uh, workout bikes in the cafe 80s. Why, why would they have that? It doesn't make any sense. Back to the Future Part 2 was on target about the 80s nostalgia, but the film was off when it <laughs> placed workout bikes in that cafe. Hill uh, Valley of the Future was also notably devoid of obese people. It does not seem like our future. Sure doesn't. Uh, barcode license plates. Uh, when Doc blasts back to 1985 at the end of the first one, the DeLorean is sporting a new license plate, one that features no easily visible numbers or letters. Instead, it just has a metallic barcode. Now, that probably won't happen with cars, but we do have, we do have the ability for cars to just go through a toll yeah, and just be yeah. scanned. Yeah, similar. We do that. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. And flying cars. That's uh, not going to happen. What? That's not going to happen. Flying cars will not happen. It will not happen? Will not. We just Why? did stories that they're working on it. Yeah. Already, we already got one. We saw the video. It yeah, will happen eventually. No, it won't happen. Jesus will come before flying cars. <laughs> How really? do you know That's that? That's in the book. It, I'm pretty sure they were That's intentionally in the, vague the, about when that was book? happening. That's in the book of Pat, uh, well, chapter book of one, Pat. verse one. 
Jesus will come before flying cars too. Really? Take that to the bank. I don't have the book of facts. Where do I get that? I gonna, ask, my Bible is missing it. I'm gonna, I'll come up with a copy. Can we get a, a, a copy of the book of Pat? The book of Pat. I think people won't want to see that. No flying cars. Sorry. Well, it's, it's not going to happen. But, not before Jesus. Anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Thanks so, a lot. Maybe after Jesus. I don't know.